Amen. You may be seated. So good you're here. So glad you're here. Good looking crowd this morning. Uh, had a good week. Had a great week. I don't know how to how to put words on it for those of you that, that might not have had an opportunity to come this past week. I appreciate your prayers. We covet your prayers. God blessed in in amazing ways during vacation Bible school and as we come in here this morning you know uh, you got the flag up there and you think about the freedoms that we have you know I have freedom this morning we have freedom this morning to come into this place to come into this sanctuary and lift up the name of Jesus to sing his praises to celebrate to celebrate new life, to celebrate the boldness of, of baptism, following in believers' baptism, letting the world know that, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm not ashamed. We can do that in our country because of the sacrifice that so, so many made all throughout our, our history. They're still willing to, to give that ultimate sacrifice. We know the ultimate sacrifice that was given for us was Jesus we know the, the greatest sacrifice the world ever received was what Christ did for you and for me. This past week, I had an opportunity. We had an opportunity to share with so many children, so many children. Hundreds of kids came through, whether it was in, a, whether it was in their class with their Bible study teacher, whether it was up through missions, the evangelism side, whether it was just being able to talk again on, on that final night with the families and and everybody that came, packed house that last night, just hearing what God had been doing in the lives of those children. What, a, what an awesome, awesome privilege it is. Look over with me, two places we're going to go to this morning. It's just thoughts, thoughts, Lord, laid on my heart. And one, I, one was, was heavy all week long. One I referenced to last week. Turn over to uh, third, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You know, in our spiritual walk and in our spiritual journey of before we came to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you and I probably had people pouring into us. You and I had men and women, maybe it had been a faithful Sunday school teacher, a vacation Bible school teacher, maybe, I don't know, discipleship training, could have been a pastor, could have, could have been someone outside of church, maybe a, maybe a mentor there at work, someone early on in your, in your coming to know Christ, someone who was planting those seeds, having those gospel conversations, and at the moment, you didn't realize what they were doing, but they were, they were loving you, and they were leading you away from maybe a lifestyle that was running away from God to one that was running toward God. See, we don't realize a lot of times we're all this, look, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 5, what then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. Here's the deal. You and I get opportunities every day of our lives to do something. It says it here. Paul says, I planted, verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. You know, one of the, one of the greatest freedoms we have and you know, it doesn't come because of stars and stripes. It comes because of what Christ did for us. 
It comes because of the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice He made for you and for me. We get to sow, we get to, we get to water every single day of our lives through the speech, through our words, through our actions. Remember back, think back to when you were younger. Think back to some of you, I mean, you, some of you are seeing it. We're trying, right here in front of you, we're trying to live before you guys in such a way that you see Christ in us and you in turn want to, want to follow in those footsteps. You have an example. Maybe at work. Maybe at school. Guys, how we live before the world around us matters. We Live in such a way where either, what are we planting? What are we planting? When plants, when waters, as God gives the increase. You've got to be intentional about that. Got to be very intentional. Vacation Bible School, I talked last week, the week before, I said, hey, pray for VBS because it is the most evangelistic time of the year that we have. It is intense. It is intense. It is, it is all out. Just one purpose. Yeah, we, we have fun, but the music is all about we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Even the, even the snacks were little empty tombs. Guys, there was nothing. There was nothing just because. Everything had a purpose. Everything is pointing those kids to, hey, there's someone who loves you so much. And we had an opportunity to water. All through the week, we had an opportunity to come alongside those young kids, come along those parents. Thursday night, I got to, Thursday night, I shared with the parents. I shared with every person that's in here. 300 something people was packed this room out, and we, we got to share the gospel again with people. And here's the deal. I don't know if it was the... I don't know what God was doing in their lives. But all I tried to do is plant. For some, it was just a little more watering. You never know who that night somebody came to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. You're not saved through baptism. You're not saved through church membership. You're not saved by just mere attendance. You're not saved by giving money to a missions offering. You're saved by trusting Jesus as your Savior. By putting your faith in Christ Jesus and surrendering your life to Him and allowing Him to be Lord. Guys, there was another thought that I had all week long too, and this is part two of it, and I thought about it regularly throughout the week. Go over to Mark. Go over to Mark chapter 4. You know, there's just as, just as strong as we try to sow and just as strong as we try to water, the enemy comes with everything he's got. Just as, just as, just as hard an effort as we put forward, the enemy is putting that much and more. And he's relentless. He doesn't stop. I, I thought about this often through the week. I thought about it as, as the children came through up there, especially Sunday and Monday, because I was I really... As hard as I knew how and as obediently as I knew how, shared the gospel as clear as I possibly could with those young people. And the, son, and the teachers were doing the same thing throughout the week. But as hard as we work, remember church, there is an enemy. Do not underestimate. Do not underestimate the enemy. 
Look at this parable. Read here, beginning in verse 3. It says, listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and, and birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. After the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And he was saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Very familiar parable. We talk about it regularly. We think about it. We should think about it more often than we do. Look over. The disciples come to him and ask him, what's that about? Explain that to us. Look at verse 14. The sower sows the word. These are the ones beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear it, immediately Satan comes. Listen, church. Immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. I thought about that a lot this week. Listen, how often on Sunday mornings we... I ask the question, are you a believer? Are you a Christian? I ask the question regularly, and you're like, some hear, some don't. That enemy, that devil, Satan comes and takes away the word. He steals it. The mind wanders. We doze off. We, 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 we start thinking about something else. Isn't it amazing, church? Isn't it amazing? Here's an example. The most important message the world can hear is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as we're hearing it, all we can focus on is some kid down the road, down the aisle that's sitting here just... Anybody ever kick? Anybody ever move? Anybody ever make noise? Anybody ever do stink? Anything ever draw your attention? You hear that? Is anybody shaking your pew right now? You got any shakers? You got any foot shakers? Got any change jinglers? Any change? Any key shakers in the room? Any coffers in the room? Any snotters in the room? <laughs> Just constantly snotting? The gospel's going forth, and what are we listening to? Can't even hear it. Why? Because we're so easily distracted. Where does that distraction come from? That evil key shaker? <laughs> that change jiggler? That person that sits back there just got that nervous twitch. He's just shaking. It's just his foot's, his foot's just moving. Don't realize the whole half the room is sitting there just shaking. Anybody do it? Don't point. And that's all we can hear. That's all we think about. Why don't he stop? The gospel is being shared and it's just, woo! And all we can think about is, why don't they take that kid out? We have a nursery. Put the sucker in there. And the gospel is going out. 
It's subtle, isn't it? And the enemy comes and he just takes it away. It never even lands. It never even settles in. It never goes deep. It never gets an opportunity. I can't tell you the number of times that I've sat in the room where you are and hear hear the gospel preached, whether I'm at a sermon or in a revival, and I'm sitting there listening back a long time ago. I'm sitting there and I'm just watching them and they're just... They're just daydreaming. They're sitting there writing notes with the kids and sitting here playing with the kids and sitting here entertaining the kids. And I'm saying, let them listen. Let them hear it. Guys, the enemy's not going to stop. You know, one sows and one waters, but God gives the increase. But while that sowing's happening, that enemy's attacking while that watering is going, that enemy is on. He is attacking with everything he's got. And we're at a war. We're at war. The souls of our families, our souls of those loved ones, the souls of people are in the balance. Desperately hanging in the balance. All of eternity is resting on the Spirit of God. Breaking through and transforming the lives of those individuals. And that enemy is doing everything he can to steal, kill, and to destroy. Verse 16, in a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on rocky places. Who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. I thought about this one too. You know, you see these kids walk out of the room and you're like, when will I see you again? Where's the discipleship? This mom and daddy, well, I told him, I'm like, look, if, if um, when you go home, please tell your parents, go tell your preacher Sunday, go tell your, your Sunday school teacher, tell everybody you can find that, hey, I trusted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that they'll come around you and they will pour into you and they will feed. So that it is, it is, this isn't just one of them things that kind of takes root. And, and without any nurturing, guys, so many just wither away. You wonder why in churches you can say, are you a Christian? Oh yeah, I'm a believer. Well, how's your walk? Well, it's not too strong. How do you know you're a Christian? Well, 47 years ago in vacation Bible school, I prayed that prayer the preacher said pray. Well, how's your Bible study? Well, I don't really read the Bible too much. Well, how's your prayer life? You know, my prayer life never really took off. How's your kingdom impact? Ah, uh, you know, I... I just, I just really, I'd rather just worship on my own. I kind of want to just kind of do my own thing. I don't want to bother nobody. But you're a Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm a believer. He's building me a cabin in the corner of glory land. I ain't living for him, but I'm, I don't want to burn either. I ain't doing nothing for him now, but I remember praying a prayer. In a similar way, those are the ones whom the seed was sown on the rocky places. 
who when they hear the word immediately receive it with joy and they have no firm root in themselves but are only temporary. Then when afflictions or persecution arises because of the word immediately they fall away. You mean trust in Christ, i got to change? Yeah. You mean trust in Christ, I can't run with my friends? Yeah. You're telling me that trust in Christ, i got to look different and be different and act different? You're telling me trust in Christ has got to, I've got to do something? Yeah. Well, I, don't, I didn't sign up for all that. I just want out of hell. I didn't sign up for my life being different. I like being God of my life. And the thing I can't control is when I die, so I'm going to let him take care of that too. But until then, I'm going to be God of my own life. That's not salvation. That's lost. That happens because there's no firm root. Vacation Bible School is an exciting time. It's an energizing time. It's a, it's a, it's a great time. But guys, when those kids go out those doors and when we see them leave our room, who is pouring into them now? Who's still investing in them? Who is asking them questions? Who is coming alongside of them and walking them through the Word of God? Who is showing them what it's like to learn how to pray? Guys, these are brand new babies. The enemy is coming to snatch and coming to steal and coming to kill and coming to destroy. Verse 18, and others are the ones who the seed when is sown among the thorns... These are the ones who've heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. One of the most effective tools that Satan has is rendering believers unfruitful. We, we chase useless things. We chase meaningless things. All the, all the cares and the concerns and the, and the stuff of this world, which seems so big and so important, it's really not. At the end of the day, although Facebook can Photoshop it in and all that stuff, at the end of the day, you're there all by yourself. There's, you don't take nothing with you. There's nothing that goes with you except what you've done for Christ. Do you hear that? There's nothing going with you except what you did for the kingdom. That's it. Oh yeah, preachers, we can stand up and we can say a lot of good stuff and your best friends around you will be like, who are they talking about? I didn't know him or her. I didn't know that person. But that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll put a good word in for you, but it don't matter. The only thing that matters is what we're doing now. And the enemy is, is, is attacking. The enemy has busyness. And you know what else? And, and here's the deal. Them stars and stripes, them red, whites, and blues. We got the freedom in this great country. Praise God. This great country to really do whatever we want to do. And nobody can tell you not to. Because you're an American. 
You can go do whatever you want to do. You can get yourself in as deep a mess and as big a trouble as you want to. And doggone it, you're an American. And you're not going to have a preacher in your ear saying, Is this bringing honor and glory to the kingdom? Is this making much of King Jesus? Is this honor in his great name? Does this build up or does this tear down? Does this edify? Listen, if those kids you just loved on all week long saw you doing this, hey, can the kids, can the kids you just carried back and forth around VBS, room to room, can the kids you taught all week, can the kids you fed, can the kids you love on all week long, can they see you doing this now? Can they go? Can the little ones go with you? Can the little ones be a part of this? No, no. No. Why? If the kindergartners at Chapel Hill Baptist Church can't come, should you be there? If you don't want to, can the kindergartners have some? Can the kindergartners take it? Can the kindergartners have it? Can the kindergartners eat it? Can the kindergartners drink it? Can the kindergartners go? Can the kindergartners watch it? Don't you dare tell me, preacher, what I can and cannot do. I earned it. I made this money. I made this money. I earned this. I built this. I have this time. I work my 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. It's time for me to just relax. You're right. But God still sees it. God sees it. And others are the one who the seed are sown among the thorns. And these are the ones who heard the word. But the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in. And choke the word and it becomes. See where unfruitfulness happens. See unfruitfulness. It's a slippery slope. Take heed. Take heed. And those. And those verse 20 are the ones whom the seed was sown on the good soil. And they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. Keep reading. Look at this. Look, look, look at this. And he was saying to them, a lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it? It's not bought to be put. Is it not bought to be put on a lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed. Nor has anything been Secret, but that it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. I've sat out there before, before I preached. I've sat out there 
in revivals. I've sat out there at conferences. I've sat out there and I've heard the sower's parable preached. And I've thought, who am I? Who am I? I always want to be barren. I always want to be barren fruit. But then I look back up to the other one and I'm like, I'm chasing useless things and I'm so distracted by all of this stuff. And I'm like, who are you? Are you growing in Christ? Are you growing in Christ? Or was your salvation just something way back then, way back when, that you know you did it, you got it marked in the front or back of your Bible? There's people who are Christians only because they still have that Bible with a date in the front of it, and that's what they pull out. I got proof, preacher. That ain't proof. That just shows your mama kept up with something for you. True. My heart looks out over this room and says, guys, we need to pray for all those kids that came to Vacation Bible School. Not just here, but remember last week we talked about Christ Harbor was having it and we were having it and Five Points were having it and the whole 43 corridor right here would be having revival. And, and God showed up, at least in the center, He did. And my, my heart's sitting here saying, guys, we need to continue to pray for those young people that that those that went back and had trusted Christ, they've gone back and they're telling their pastors and they're telling their Sunday school teachers and they went home and they told mom and daddy and they are pouring into those young people. They are, they are beginning that process of, of building and nurturing and they're coming alongside and they're walking with them as they're maturing. I pray that, listen, it, if you're a Christian, it's got to break your heart to think that one of them went home and nobody cared. It's got to break your heart to think that one of those young ones went home and said, Hey, Mama, Daddy, Brother, Sister, guess what happened to me? And they were shunned and they did not even get the time of day. That's heartbreaking. But all you can do is sow in water. Knowing that the enemy is real. I don't know what you're hearing this morning. I don't know what you're hearing. I think some of you is hearing. We need to pray for those kids. If they're here, we need to just come around them and love on them. If they're somewhere else, we need to be reaching out. And we just need to be praying from afar. Some of you may have heard early on that, you know what, what kind of influence am I having? Am I pushing people away from Christ or am I pulling them toward Christ? Am I, am I, is, am I living my life in such a way at home, work, school, play, private time, secret time that Christ is, is lived out through me? Am I bearing fruit? Are you bearing fruit? Some of you may have heard that, you know what, that devil is, he's bad. He's not going to stop. And it's subtle. The attack is subtle. It's like a plague. Slow. It's like a cancer. You know, most 
A lot of cancer don't hurt. A lot of it don't hurt. It's just in you and it grows and it becomes a very painful, horrible, evil, deadly something. That's how Satan is. You don't even know you're walking around with it. Guys, it's 4th of July. You live in the greatest country on planet Earth. You are the freest people. We're the most financially stable, freest. We got the best of all of everything. Yet, as Christians, we're governed by this book. Do not let your freedom... Do not let your freedom in a flag and in a country take you beyond what Christ has told you to do. We are controlled by Him. God is blessing this place. Quick report. God showed out this past week. God showed out. God did amazing things. God did amazing things. Satan's not going to win. Do not let him. You hear me? Daddies, protect your house. You hear me? Protect your house. Mom and daddies, build a wall around them kids. Pray a hedge of protection over them kids. Protect your house. If it don't build up, if it's not edifying, if it's not bringing glory, then you control your house. Okay? Because the devil is not going to stop. He's not going to stop. Stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. I need to pray for you. And then we're going to sing. Husbands, if you've got your wife there, take her by the hand. Reach across if you have to. Father God, I pray for these homes. God, I pray for these marriages. God, we rebuke Satan in Jesus' name from these homes, from these marriages. From these families. Satan you are bound. You are defeated in Jesus' name. You have no authority. You have no authority whatsoever. We are covered in the blood of Christ. Lord I pray in this room. Lord whatever soul they are in. I pray God that this, this room. Every believer in here is desiring. Is hungering to be fruitful God, they're hungering to serve you. They're hungering to make much of you, King Jesus. Got to pray for them kids that just came from our VBS and came from all the other VBSs and those that may be happening this week. Lord, we pray that, Lord, as your word is sowed, as it is watered, God, as you give the increase, we rebuke Satan, we rebuke the enemy, we bind him in Jesus' name from every kid, Lord. We pray that those that have trusted you are going home and going back to places of worship and, God, they are being received and they're being taught and they're being nurtured 
nurturing, God, that your spirit is just moving a mighty, mighty, mighty way in their lives. God, if somebody's in this room and this all just seems like a foreign something and they're like, wow, I want that Jesus. I need that Savior. I need that forgiveness. I want that relationship. I want Christ as my Lord. Then God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would simply, with childlike faith, quit being God and allow you to be their Lord. And repent and cry out for forgiveness. God, you are so good. We live here in this country to where I can stand up here all day long and all through the week and rant and rave about King Jesus. God, you've given us the freedom. God, people have sacrificed so that we can have this great freedom. But Lord, do not let us take it too far. Do not let us live in a way that does not honor you, Lord. Do not let us live in a way that... that, that God pushes anybody away from you. God, we want our lives to count. We want our walks to matter. We want our... God, we want to be spent for you. God, do that in us. Do that in us, Lord. We'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want us to stand this morning. Started off with baptism. That's exciting. God is doing a neat work right here in front of you, Chapel Hill. You are experiencing, you are watching, you are seeing the growth. You are seeing numerical growth. You are seeing spiritual growth. You're seeing people who are tired of being... Don't be a pew warmer. Be used by God in His kingdom and say, Lord God, where do you want me? Where do I fit in? What do I do, God? Here I am. I want to be used by you. God is doing it, Lord, y'all. God is doing it. And He's taking us. And He's doing a big work.